Thank you for tuning in to Jam Happy Hour, a podcast with a heavy pour of wine and music presented by Jam Sellers. For today's episode, we're going back to September 2022 when we hung out with the rising star, Maris. We chatted with her about her upbringing, her time with Postmodern Jukebox, and she played a bunch of new music for us, so be sure to check it out. During this episode, we were sipping back with a glass of Smooth Butter Cab. You can find butter and all of our easy-to-love wine over at jamsellers.com slash buy, where we also have that super handy wine finder. Pop in your zip code and get a list of all the stores in your area that supply our wine. We also have a deal for all of you jam fans tuning in for today's episode. Stock up on your favorite wines and have them shipped directly to your door at no additional cost when you order six bottles or more at the jam store. Head over to jamsellers.com slash shop and enter code jamhappyhour at checkout and shipping's on us. Without further ado, grab a glass, sit back, and get ready to jam out and wind down. This is Jam Happy Hour, poured by Jam Sellers. Welcome to the Jam Happy Hour. Hope everybody's having a beautiful afternoon so far, evening, wherever you may be joining in from. I am Jana with uh, Jam Sellers, and I'm super excited to be joined by Maris this afternoon and evening for our Jam Happy Hour. And uh, as usual, we are coming in from... All points east, west, and north, but I think we're all in the same uh, time zone this time go around. You're in Los Angeles? Yes, I am. And you are in Vegas. I am in Las Vegas this weekend and our home team in Napa, California. So this is the beauty of technology. We all get to come Mm -hmm. together, enjoy music, maybe get to know each other a little bit better, and Mm -hmm. uh, just tell some stories. And of course, always enjoy some super tasty wines. So whether you're enjoying a jam Cabernet or some bubbles or some butter, Grab yourself a glass, sit down, and get ready to know Maris a little bit better because this is what I love about our happy hours. Mm-hmm. Everybody just wants to come and enjoy some music, which is a beautiful thing. And either they're already a fan of yours, and maybe they'll become a fan of ours, mm-hmm. or they're a fan of ours, and they're going to get to know you a little bit better and become a fan of yours. So it's like a big symbiotic friendship with wine. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for joining us. I know you have had... Oh, my gosh. A super busy kind of a, a re-entry period, I guess, is what we're going to call this. Yeah. Last six, eight, 12 months, it's like you've been going. I've been going. I mean, what's so funny about that is also thank you for having me. Um, thank you. What's so, what's so funny about it is um, I'm super impatient. And so any moments <laughs> of even slight stall, I'm like, oh, my God, my life is over. <laughs> um, and so I like... You know, it. I guess when you really break it down into like bigger chunks like that, mm-hmm. it has been pretty go, go, go. Um, but there's been moments where like, you know, I got back from um, touring Europe and I was like, oh my God, I have nothing to do. And then like two months went by, I'm just working my day job, like living my life. And then mm-hmm. everything kind of picked up and now we just put music out and everything's crazy. And it's insane to like, you know, you have this little baby yeah. And it's so special and you show it to only who you want it. Like you just show it to select people and you get their feedback and everything and you sure. like live with it. And then now kind of releasing it into the wild is, you know, you're, you're like, Oh, I hope, I hope you swim. I hope you don't sink. Exactly. <laughs> like, Oh, okay. Go, baby, go. And we, we will definitely talk more about that, but maybe yeah. if, if somebody's joining us, uh, for the first time this evening and just getting to know you, how would you kind of describe your musical sound? Mm. I mean, I think it's pretty eclectic. I, I listen to a lot of stuff and I love a lot of stuff. Um, there's actually like very few genres or even honestly songs that I can't at least be like, I understand what okay. someone might get out of this. Sure. But the my biggest like kind of inspirations are somewhere between like Queen yeah. And like the Eagles and <laughs> the Killers. And Not iconic at all. Amy, you know, just like, and then all like One Direction was a huge influence on me in my teen years. So it's, it comes from all over. I love like a big vocalist. I love jazz. I started singing in mm-hmm. jazz. So I think my sound is kind of, especially for this first like era, mm-hmm. um, it's very, I would say like saturated, uh, saturated pop with kind of a, a leather jacket on. Hey, that if is that a makes very visual way to describe the sound, <laughs> Maris. I think it's super cool. I think we can all kind of picture either that girl or guy at the bar. Mm. 
who's got yeah. that, you know, that pretty look and everything mm. about it's right, but that little bit of edge on there. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. how I feel about it. <laughs> this is going to be a fun hour. I'm very much looking forward to it. So I love to jump in right away, mm-hmm. you know, after a, uh, a description like that. Uh, yeah. What is the first song that you would like to perform for us? Um, so I'd love to perform um, this song called Crashland. It's not out yet. It is on the EP, Ooh. but it's not okay. out yet. Um, and I wrote it like really uh, with my buddies, Matt, Aaron, and James. And it was a Zoom session, as most of these songs were. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of, it was one of those songs where we started the, we got the chord progression and we got the general feel. And then I was like, okay, you guys, like, I'm going to mute myself and I'm going to get this lyric and this melody out and then I'll come back. And I spent like maybe 20 minutes, got the lyric and the melody, and then I was like listening back to it and I just hated it. And uh-huh. sometimes that's really hard, you know, to be like, oh, this is not quite right. And I, I, you know, you always kind of get that feeling like when you have to chase the the idea or the inspiration, when you have to chase it faster than it's chasing you, right. it, it's maybe not gonna be worth it to like continue. So I just scrapped the whole thing. And then I like sat for a second and I was like, what do I actually want to talk about? Just kind of did like a a deep breath, like check in with myself moment. And it was, um, ended up being about my time in New York. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was in a relationship when I lived in New York for three years. Um, The relationship was a year and a half, but um, it's so deeply tied to how I felt about New York and what was happening to me while I was living in Crown Heights in Brooklyn and like seeing this person and everything. and yeah, and then it kind of just like fell out. And now we have Crashland, which is one of my favorite songs and lyrically one of the songs I'm most proud of because it just, uh, you know, it, it fell out as opposed to me like trying to dig it out. It just kind right. of was like, ah, oh, that's exactly how I feel. You yeah. know, so <laughs> that worked out well. Sense. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to sure. tune up really quick. But have you ever, do you like New York? I love New York. I am a big fan of skylines and things mm. that are bigger than life and the whole like anything can happen. It's very fairy tale ish, but totally. also time it's like it's also very gritty. So it mm. can be whatever you want it to be. Yes. I, I loved about New York that like you're having a shitty day and it like you get pulled out of your bubble so often when you're in New York. Yeah. Like you wake up feeling kind of woe is me, maybe, you know, my career is not doing this. My love life is like this, whatever. And then um, I used to work at a market research facility when I lived in New York. Mm-hmm. And so some of my shifts would start at 6 a.m. So oh. I'd be like on the train at five and oh. I'd be, you know, I'd wake up, I'd be like, fuck, I hate my job. <laughs> like yeah. going to work, like <laughs> so pissed. Way I would too. Yeah. <laughs> but even then getting on the subway and like in my bubble, in my bubble, in my bubble, I look up. And there's a train full of people doing the same thing that I'm doing, if not like worse jobs. So then it's like, okay, well, you know what? I can make it through another day. This is part of living in the city. I chose to, like, you know, just that energy of the always moving really yeah. is good for me, I think. Just keeping me on to the next thing. Yeah, I love the that about New York. essentialism of it all. Like, yes. It's just me. Yeah, exactly. And you feel kind of more enmeshed in people, which I love. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so this is Crashland. Should I just get into it? Go for it, girl. All right. I'm devoted to a statue. I'm dancing with the devil on the Lower East Side. I'm out past my curfew. Swimming in a river of tequila lime And I don't want to cry again I talk but he's not listening I'm devoted to an image Two-dimensional rocket man Into the atmosphere He takes me higher than I've ever been Above the lightning sky And then back down again I feel deserted Sometimes I wonder if I fall cause I deserve it He's pulling down on me but I will bear the burden Nobody understands why I still hold his hand In the crash land Crossing the Brooklyn 
In the back of a car that I can't afford Kiss him like nobody's looking In an hour or two we'll be caught in a storm And I don't want to cry again But he hates all of my best friends Choking on the sunset Holding heaven when the sky is torn Into the atmosphere He takes me higher than I've ever been Above the lightning sky And then back down again I feel deserted Sometimes I wonder if I fall Cause I deserve it He's pulling down on me But I will bear the burden Nobody understands Why I still hold his hand In the crash That's awesome. Thank you. Thanks. No, thank you. You definitely, you tell a story in your songs. And I think, oh, you know, I, it, I've said this a few times and it's something that I learned very early on in my career, um, which may or may not be total BS, but it, it's how I think of it, <laughs> um, that women hear lyrics and men tear, tend to hear the beats. And mm. I think a lot of times uh, the women will pick up on the story at least, you know, faster than some of the guys do. Do you write a song with a story in mind or does it just kind of come? It depends. It depends. I think, you know, at at this point in my writing journey, um, so it's kind of a long convoluted story, but basically I moved back to Montana when Mm -hmm. COVID happened. Um, So I just couldn't afford to live in New York by myself anymore. Um, And so I had to move back home with my parents and, um, at that time I was doing five sessions a week Mm -hmm. on zoom, like writing, 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 writing. Um, and so like, you know, with this one, I had another idea that I thought was going to be the plot and I thought was going to be the way that I said it. And then after scrapping it and being like, no, that doesn't feel honest to me. That doesn't feel, um, you know, it's also important to me when writing that it rolls off the tongue. Well, And so I was like, this just doesn't feel as poetic or as, you know, kind of beautifully or eloquent, I think, as I want it to be. So sometimes it's like, you know, I write something, then I fucking hate it and then I scrap it. Um, (laughs) And then, um, you know, sometimes it's like. I am so wrapped up in whatever emotion I'm in. I just like word vomit, you know, and then. A couple weeks later, I'll listen back to it and I'll be like, oh, oh my God, that's what I was saying. You know, like I I didn't understand it at the time, but now that I'm reflecting on it, I'm like, that's exactly how I felt. I just didn't know how to articulate it other than writing a bunch of random shit and then being like, oh, holy shit, this actually connects. So I think it depends. Depends on the day. You needed perspective on it. Totally. And sometimes like I, you know, the, the most recent single was a situation that happened to me in high school. Mm-hmm. And I just like in my when I was 20 was like, oh, that's exactly what I was going through. And so I think, yeah, it's all very dependent on a like how much emotion I felt in the moment of experiencing whatever I'm writing about. And then B, you know, just how long it's going to take my subconscious to <laughs> process what the fuck out. happened. Exactly. Exactly. So well, I think it depends. But I think you're do you, gonna- so you like. What's your favorite lyric? Sorry, I'm asking you questions. <laughs> oh, no problem. I, you know, actually, it's you're gonna ask what my favorite favorite lyric from that song, and I'm actually stuck on something oh. you said prior to that song, where mm. you had said that if you're having to force something, it's not right. Mm-hmm. And so often, I think in life, we try and force things to happen that we want to happen, we want to will to happen. Totally. We think we want it. We think we want it but you have to let it go. And like you said, mm-hmm. in writing that song, you thought you had very much an idea of what it was going to be, but when you stripped it down to the layers and the production, like it, it wasn't going to happen that way. So 
Mm-hmm. That that is what resonated with me, but that's like the whole theme in the song for me. Once you said it, it was like, oh, I see this as like a second opportunity, or yes. you know, like like I said, like a fresh perspective on it too. Because you said you'd had these lyrics in his mind and you have this story in mind, but when you guys actually got down to doing the song, it mm-hmm. became something different. Does that yeah. tend to happen a lot as you're writing, especially when you're collaborating with others? Mm. I think. Uh, it depends on what kind of right it is. Um, I've been in rooms where there is, um, you know, there's me, which is like in the music industry. I, I feel weird sometimes referring to myself as such, but like in the music industry, it's like the You're artist, <laughs> right? So it's like the artist. And then the there's another writer or like a top liner, like somebody who does lyrics and melody. And then mm-hmm. there's somebody who does um, production usually. Um, and, it you know, all of these situations are very circumstantial. They can totally change, but... Um, if I'm in a room with another top liner, I enjoy that because it's like more collaborative in the sense of like, you know, they'll be like, well, what if you use this word here? What if you say this instead of this? And Mm -hmm. that's like, that's nice. This crash land in particular was like, I just muted myself and was really like keeping myself in check. Mm -hmm. And I've recently been enjoying that process a little bit more because I am an intense person and I move pretty quickly sometimes and it it can be like you know I'll just be like okay I just want to get the outline so like whatever let's just throw it in and we'll come back to it later when I have time to like really meditate on it and be like what am I trying to say you know like big deep breath right thinking just with myself before I think about what anybody else is thinking about what I'm saying Mm because I don't even know what it is yet right so in that stage I've I found that part of my process recently has been completely removing myself from the room being like, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to come back with a lyric and we can tweak it when I get back. But like, I want to get the foundation of what I'm saying before I come in and let anybody else pick away at it. Because, you know, otherwise it's like, there's a lot of um, vibes, I guess, or there's a lot of energy in the room. So it's, it's hard to be like centering yourself if you don't even have a fully formed idea and somebody's already trying to change it. So I've just found recently, I like to like remove myself write the lyric or at least the foundation of the lyric and then come back to the room when I um, feel. Interesting. It's kind of like a dichotomy though, because you say, you know, that you're very fast, you're very deliberate, like, you know what you want, but then you also have the ability to step out and meditate on it. Like how Mm -hmm. do you pull both off? Because typically Mm -hmm. people act at one speed and not both. Mm. I mean, I think it is like, the I, I I'd say you still move it like roughly the same pace, mm-hmm. but it is like the the feeling that I have with myself. And maybe it's about maybe it's about self-awareness and like taking a second to like check in and check on how I actually feel about something mm-hmm. before any other external sources can be like, you know, I don't like that. I don't like that. Let's change this. Really like having a moment where I can still move at the pace that I'm comfortable with. And Mm -hmm. like, I can get, you know, cause typically I like to just like vomit the idea onto a page and then go back and tweak this, tweak this, tweak this, you know, take this out. This can be better. We can beat this, you know, and sometimes that can be hard if you're in a room with um, other artists or other creators, because, you know, they hear something and obviously everybody's going to have a gut reaction to it. So I think it, it, it coexists in that I need to slow down sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if I'm around energy where I'm like, also, you know, as a, as a younger writer and I've uh, kind of like really worked my way up through sessions, mm-hmm. um, there is a part of me that feels like I'm proving myself, you know? So I'm like, still, sometimes. Recently, I've been a, a lot more like uh, confident in the fact that you know, I, I know what I like and I know what makes a song for me versus like, you know, maybe what I don't really like, but could be something for somebody else. Sure. I think I've, I've gotten a, a lot better at like, um, you just checking in with myself and, and, and being like, okay, I need to slow down to make sure that this is what I want it to be before I bring it back to everybody. If that makes any sense. It's a muscle. It's like, it's something you have to flex and learn. Uh, yes. Because if you're constantly trying to people please, then you're going to lose your soul into the room. Oh. Yes. And then, you, <laughs> and then it's like, and then it's like, oh my gosh, I have to sing this forever. 
And I, I never want that. I mean, I'm pretty opinionated, so it's hard to get something by me that I'm not cool with. Cause then I'll just be like, okay, it's not my song. Somebody else can have it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Not my song. But, um, I, I also think like, that's the, the part that I haven't appreciated really until God, probably honestly, like I just started getting back into sessions with other people. And I think I was, I was, uh, disregarding how important process is. I was really focused on the final outcome of things. And like, is this what these people want from me? Is this what this is? And now recently I've been a lot more like, am I enjoying this? And do I like <laughs> this in this moment? I think we can attribute that to all sections of our life currently. Totally. Are oh my God. Are you enjoying this? Yeah. Are I'm you a people pleaser? i this, by the way. Oh, me too. This is so fun. Are, are you a people pleaser? I, for a very long time, I mean, it's what I do. I mean, I'm in media and entertainment, so it's mm -hmm. all about, you know, yes, people please. Making other people happy. But uh, also, I think mm -hmm. as you grow older and you go through certain life experiences, you realize that the most important person in the room to be happy is you. <laughs> so yeah, when you're happy, you glow and everybody else gets to bask in your light. So yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's a process you have to go through. And obviously, when it comes to writing your songs that you're going to be performing forever, I think mm -hmm. learning that now versus later is like huge for you. And we're already 20 minutes in. We've had one song and I told you I do this. I talk much and I want to like all the little dalliances behind all the stories and all the songs. So what would you like to play for us next? Hmm. I'm thinking um, there's this song that is kind of about overcoming, which I got to tell you, I've been having so many like serendipitous, like the just everything kind of it's like synchronicity, mm -hmm. like seeing little things everywhere. We're just talking about getting over people pleasing. And the next song I'd love to play is like about that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is uh, this is False Idol. This is also on the record uh, or the EP. And um, yeah, I'm so excited to kind of play it. It's all of these songs sound so different in their final form, but mm -hmm. it's really special to play them acoustically because it's like um, a different a different feeling and you kind of dig into them lyrically more like you were saying. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This is so fun. Cheers. To everybody home. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Hope you're enjoying the jam happy hour here with Maris this evening of uh, False Idols coming up next. Mm. And um, please keep commenting below and let us know what you're liking yeah. and what you're enjoying. Yeah, I would love to. Oh, wait, I can read comments. <laughs> nice. Hi, guys. Oh, I see so many familiar faces. <laughs> OK, cool. OK. <laughs> Girl, we're going to end this live stream with like two songs. That's amazing, though. This is so much fun. Okay. Good. Us too. Let's get into it. I was looking for an Eddie, somebody to save me. You were some kind of serenity, but baby, look what you made me. You let me down a million times. I could only look up to you was never enough for you. Your silhouette against the sky, your shadow blocking our light. I've been running from your shadow. You were just a false idol. Pretty words and fake smiles. You were just a false idol. Whoa, 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 whoa. See it better, I see it better than before. Uh, Could have never been the one you wanted more. All I could think about every day was how you couldn't love me in the same way. You made me so cynical, praying for a miracle. I mean, this so literal, you criminal. I've been running from your shadow. You were just a false idol. Pretty words and fake smiles. You were just a false idol. Whoa, whoa. See it better, I see it better than before. Oh, could have never been the one you wanted more You let me down a million times Your silhouette 
your shadow You were just a false idol Pretty words and fake smiles You were just a false idol Whoa, whoa See it better, I see it better than before Could I never be more I tried really hard not to blow y'all's ears off with that. Um. <laughs> the ears are still intact. The ears are still intact. Oh my God, do you see me slipping, trying to move backwards? I'm like, the big note's coming, the big note's coming. <laughs> the things we've had to learn how to do in this technological age. Oh uh, my God. Taking out and all that fun stuff. That was yeah. another great song. Thank you Thank so you. Thank you. Thank you so I, much. Um, I, I know you just realized you've got the comments going there and obviously yes. you have a lot of fans on with us this evening. What does that mean to you to know that mm. you've got this like core group of people that just want to support you and your music? Oh my God. Well, okay. I'll tell you this much. It has been a journey and I, a lot of these names and a lot of these faces have been with me since I was like 17, I mm -hmm. think. Um, and uh, originally I had like a video that kind of did well on Twitter of me yeah. singing fly me to the moon into a soy sauce bottle in my kitchen. Like the most <laughs> random shit, you know, is like, the okay. most random stuff is what always goes. You know? I'm like, authentic. That's the thing. It's gotta be authentic. Totally. Well, and it's all, I was just like, nice. I'm in my pajamas. So <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> um, but you know, I think, uh, it's, it's been such a journey and I, I feel like you know, it's been a lot of patience on my end, but also on the end of people that have, you know, been sticking around and waiting for music. And there's been a lot of um, ebbs and flows in my career where I'm like, you know, I think something is that, you know, I'm going to, I'm like pushing so hard for it. I'm posting about it and I'm teasing about it. And then it just didn't come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And um, my last, like the scariest thing in the world to me would be losing the trust of people that connected to the music because mm -hmm. I fucked up you know, and like tainting yes. any kind of art that I've made. Um, so, uh, so <laughs> Ian said, I'm glad I'm not listening on headphones. <laughs> he said it all comes back to authenticity though. So yeah, I, yeah. when it all gets loud, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. When it's that. that very real moment, mm -hmm. you know, singing into a soy sauce bottle, like people, everybody does that. Like every, yeah. you know, so it was like, oh man, she, you know, she's doing, you know, what I do. And then obviously they see the talent and they kind of uh, go from there. And now they're a part of this like journey where here you are years later and you've oh traveled gosh. the world. Yeah. I mean, in the craziest part too, that I feel like recently I've been coming into a lot of the things that I was trying to manifest for a really, really long time. And mm -hmm. interesting enough, we were talking about before how like you think you know what you want, but you don't really know what you want because you don't have it and you don't know what it's actually like. Yeah. Um, and just recently, everything kind of has settled with the team that I'm with and mm -hmm. things are starting to come out and we're making music videos and we're building this world. And I, as a listener, I love artists like Halsey or just, you know, anything that's like, like Beyonce, the whole cinematic universe. Like you really get fully immersed into what they're doing because they pay so much attention to the details and to Taylor Swift as well. It's not just a song with them. It is exactly. the full boogie. They have planned out every visual. They have planned out every every reaction to every visual. Like it yeah. is so impressive what all of those ladies do. Sorry to mm -hmm. flip the question on you. Mm -hmm. Can you think of a male artist who also does the same? <sighs> it's kind of tough, right? It's a little tough. I do, and I will say, um, you know. I'm not bashing. I, I find no, it very but I, curious that as it women, is curious. we think about all the things. Yeah, well, and I, I think, hey, you want some tea? I think it's because we're thinking about other people before we're thinking about ourselves. Uh -huh. If you're thinking about your music as like, I'm going to put this out and like how much work do I want to, do I want to put into it versus mm -hmm. like putting this music out. We've, this is a part of it, y'all keep your eyes open. I've been, so basically I have like a close friend story where I just kind of post like behind the scenes stuff and like little hints and things before I've put them anywhere else, um, on Instagram. And that has been so much fun because yeah. I really like, there's been so many details. Like I, I literally 
graphic designed myself on Photoshop, like this postcard that went to everybody in their emails the day that the song came out and is like bringing them into this world. And then even watching, um, for everybody, I, I talked about this earlier, but uh, it's on my Instagram story too. We're editing the Heavenly Bodies music video today. And as we're going through each shot, we're like, okay, you see this, this character comes through, but they're just a passing thing because we're kind of like dipping our toes into the multiverse theory in this EP and the story that we've written. And my goal is very ambitious for my first body of work, but uh, my goal is to have a short film that accompanies the EP and every music video able to flow into the next video and like the characters reference each other and they all this me I guess but this character goes through each of these scenarios and they're so they know about each other in the multiverse um and so it's it's been really exciting watching the flash this is just gonna (laughs) oh no but you're gonna love it babes like even like (laughs) we like we had um an amazing production designer. This is my actual room. We filmed the video, part of the video in my actual room. Oh, fun. Um, and the production designer, Carly, is amazing and decked out my wall with some of these posters. I'm obsessed with Maxfield Parish, so I already had Maxfield Parish posters up. But mm-hmm. there's like greetings from Montana, and then there's a sign that says it's greetings from Venus. And that's one of the the lyrics in the song. It's like you live in Venus. And so there's just there's so many little things that I, when I was thinking about putting music out and especially now with all of the things that we're currently planning to try to, you know, immerse everybody as much as we can into what I'm like seeing in my mind is this world. Um, Mm -hmm. That's the most fun part. And that's been the part that's like, oh my God, I can't believe that this is my life. Like today on my plate of things that I have to do is, you know, talking to amazing people that are really excited about what I'm doing and that are like, really connected to the music in their own ways and they take it in their own world and it's like their own thing. And so part one is talking to people, which is great. Fuck yeah. Part two is creating kind of a a cinematic experience and like a, a, a connection digitally, at least as much as I can before I'm like touring and stuff, a connection digitally that, um, I'm like, okay, how, how would it feel if I was a listener and I was getting this, this, and this uh, digitally from my favorite artist. How amazing would that be? Let we should do that. We should do that. I'll I'll make it myself. I don't care. I w- I just want people to experience it this way. So that's been honestly, I'm I'm living my dream right now. It's so amazing. <laughs> that is very cool. But I want like I'm I'm curious where where it comes from because I know you're a very visual artist. Clearly, uh, yeah. is it is it the need to be visual, or is it the need to have that full arc of content? That's constantly mm. driving back to each other. I mean, for me, for me in this journey thus far, content has been like, I set up my phone and I'm like, hi guys, lava lava. Here's the song that's coming out. I'm so excited. And you know, I, those are fun, but they, it took, it, it's content. And it took me a minute to feel comfortable doing that and get over myself. Be like, oh my God, this is part of your job. Like there's no such thing as cringe. Kill the part of you that cringes. This is your job. It's, you want people to listen to it, so you have to convince them to listen to it, and you have to connect to people. And that's, like, the best part, too, is connecting to people and reading comments. And Cringe is cool. I'm Cringe sorry. is super cool. Cringe Fuck is cool. it. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's doing everything right. And it's Everybody's cool to care. Crazy. It's cool to care about stuff. Yeah. Give a shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> So yeah, I give many shits about uh, this project, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... I, I don't know. I think that was the content part. This part, I've always been, um, when I listen to music, I can like close my eyes and watch a movie. Right. Ever yeah. since I was little. Like I would like, and I, it's almost like a necessity for me. I think um, I, I can run kind of anxious as mm-hmm. a person sometimes. And when I was little, my mom would be like, you need to go dance about. Like if I was just being an asshole, my mom would be like, go no. dance about. And yeah. I would go into my room put my headphones on or click my little CD player on or whatever, and just literally run around in a circle, essentially kind of dancing, but mostly just like running yeah. around in a circle, <laughs> getting my, kind of like zoomies, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. getting my, getting my zoomies out and listening to music and watching a movie in my mind. And so this, the, the part of making videos and stuff, um, I was talking to my creative director today as I'm like sitting behind her, watching her edit everything like a gremlin. Um, I was like, 
A good gremlin. A good gremlin. Oh, a, a gremlin of love. A gremlin of love. Just pure love. Um, this is my favorite part. Like when we were on set, I didn't want to go home. <laughs> I was like, sure. I, I could do this forever. I love working with y'all. The, the people that have worked on this video too are, I mean, I am so lucky. They're the most talented people. Watching these videos back from lighting to, to DP, oh. Caro is amazing. Like I, and it, here's the thing. I, when I first moved to LA, I thought that I wanted to be, you know, I wanted the like idyllic, you sign to a major label and everything's perfect then. And that everything works out. And it's like, that is, you know, sometimes not the case at all. And sometimes <laughs> if you're an artist signed to kind of in, immediately signed to like a bigger corporation, you don't get the, the opportunity to be as involved as I want it to be, as I need to be. Mm -hmm. And so this just worked out amazingly. Um, I work with amazing people on the suit side and the creative side. And so I just, I couldn't be more happy. What I thought that I wanted was not what I actually wanted. Because if I was in some kind of, you know, situation where I could release the music, but I didn't get to do any visuals for it, I would feel, you know, lackluster in my yeah, like endeavors. Exactly. I, and it's so important to me, like, when I listen to Heavenly Bodies, I can see the music video that we shot in my head. And basically like, I am also a Virgo. So I did hella PowerPoints about my music. I I'm hella... so shocked with that. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. Not really. Um, <laughs> with um, like with everything I made, like I think the overall EP, I made a PowerPoint for every single video down to like the fit that I wanted to wear in it. And then it. for the, um, for the music video, I'm like not educated on a higher level. I graduated high school, but like I didn't go to school after because I was like, I'm going to go to school to be a singer. Like, I guess I could just, you know, do it and like start playing gigs and everything. Um, and so um, I also save a lot of money. Holy shit. Um, and I do want to get into school life and stuff like that mm. before we jump out because I know you just you just had a whole lot of life to live, but we are... Oof running through this hour super fast Ooh, and we've only okay, had okay. songs and that's not enough so i'm okay. gonna get some more music out of you <laughs> let me play a little cover then how's that sound i love it i think it sounds fantastic let's do it um so this is i think this song kind of ties into heavenly bodies in a great way um and i just learned it the other day so you know so fun we'll see how this goes but i'm excited i played it live a night ago and it went okay <laughs> but people could sing along with me so that was kind of nice because I could be like take it away <laughs> but <laughs> you know this time will really be uh just me so let's we'll do it we'll take it away at home don't worry about it just cool. throw it amazing <laughs> um okay let me get into it Jesse is a friend yeah I know he's been a good friend of mine but lately something's changed that ain't hard to define Jesse's got himself a girl and I wanna make her mine And she's watching him with those eyes And she's loving him with that body, I just know it And he's holding her in his arms late, late at night You know I wish that I had Jesse's girl I wish that I had Jesse's girl I wanna want Jesse's girl. Where can I find a woman? Where can I find a woman like that? I played along with the charade. There doesn't seem to be a reason to change. You know, I feel so dirty when they start talking cute. I wanna tell her that I love her, but the point is probably mood. Cause she's watching him with those eyes. And she's loving him with that body, I just know it. And he's holding her in his arms late, late at night. You know, I wish that I had Jesse's girl. I wish that I had Jesse's girl. I wanna want Jesse's girl. Oh, where can I find a woman like that, like Jesse's girl? I wish that I had Jesse's girl. I wanna want Jesse's girl. Where can I find a woman? 
And I'm looking in the mirror all the time Wondering what she don't see in me I've been funny, I've been cool with the lines Ain't that the way love's supposed to be? To be, to be, to be Tell me, where can I find a woman like that, like Jessie's girl? I wish that I had Jessie's girl. I want, I want Jessie's girl. Oh, where can I find a woman like that, like Jessie's girl? I wish that I had Jessie's girl. I want, I want Jessie's girl. Where can I find a woman like that? Fabulous choice. Fabulous. Thank you. You know, I did my best. It's kind of, here's the thing. I'm a singer, right? Yeah. I'm a singer. Sometimes it's hard for me to multitask in my mind with the <laughs> guitar and the singing. Um, but yeah, thank you. I, I really, I love like older music. I think that Sometimes uh, uh, an obstacle that younger artists can run into is referencing other younger artists when they go into the studio. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I always kind of try to make a point to reference things that are much before the time that I'm making music. A, because I'm not trying to be anybody, maybe maybe Freddie Mercury, oh, I could settle for I that. Mean, so big. <laughs> Wasn't well, he just um, the best? Wasn't he just Oh my God. Revolutionary for the queer community. I mean, it doesn't age, does not age. Mm -hmm. The music no. to this day, I still play it on my radio stations. And every time it comes on, it's always like you stand up a little bit taller, your chest gets a little mm -hmm. bit bigger and you're like, oh, yes. Ah. No. And that's, uh, I think like the, the rock opera aspect of it, where it's like the, there's the operatic, very uh, layered and textured and colorful harmonies. And I then there's that edge. It's the leather jacket. I just had an idea. I think I, I think mm. I can think of a, a dude who may be doing the full arc thing. Who? Brendan Urie. Oh, totally, totally. He's we a can't. yeah. He's a very cinematic dude. Okay, yeah. so we came up with one. One. <laughs> I mean, then there's you know for the for the girls we got Gaga. Oh. We got like so many amazing. But you know, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, I, even like I mean Harry Styles' record. I love Harry Styles, by the way. Yeah, um, his, there was Not an attempt, I think, it, like a conceptual, you know, there was like the island um, for Adore You. I just felt like there wasn't a lot of fulfillment in that like kind of narrative arc. But he's just he's just the best. So he can do whatever the fuck he wants. All I the think time. with the success of this album, we're going to probably see him maybe expand on a little bit more, maybe mm -hmm. have a little bit more. of the And with the acting, the acting, too. Which mm -hmm. maybe is like an offshoot of why he can't because he's used to being directed and told what to do when, when mm -hmm. it comes to his music and his musical visuals, maybe he hasn't kind of got that confidence yet that you've already got. Mm -hmm. Well, it, I will be honest with you. It's been like uh, a journey, which I think is the value in it because yeah. there's been so many times I've been shot down yeah. and, and gone into a meeting and brought my big you know, larger than life thing. And everybody's been like, cool, that's amazing. And then I'm like, amazing. Can you give me money for it? No. <laughs> and it's like, no. Okay. Can you, can you at least help me with like, you know, the logistical stuff no. is the stuff. Yeah. No. I'm like, Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, no, <laughs> the logistical stuff is where I can, I don't feel totally confident, which is why learning how to delegate was like a big, because I'm such a control freak oh. that, and, and also I'm like, Hey, Nobody's going to do it. Nobody's going to do it better than I would right. or as fast as I would, because obviously everybody has their own shit going on. Whereas yeah. like getting into this new thing. And I remember I had a conversation with everybody on my team and I was like, guys, I want you to know I am working really hard internally to trust and to be mm -hmm. okay with delegation. And I'm learning how to do that. And it's, it's a process for me because I am so, making PowerPoints about literally everything um, that, but then <laughs> it ended up, time. <laughs> oh my God. Well, here's a, I just stay up till like 4am <laughs> on my fucking, like, eh, and I have like, you know, I mean, my day job is really flexible. I basically, I write articles for a real estate website and my oh. dad is uh, the radio show host for a hunting and fishing radio show in oh, Montana perfect. called, 
Yeah, so he, I write, like, articles about, like, bear season. Oh, uh, and you, you know, guys get to work together in a kind of a way. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. It's, you know, it's great until your dad emails you and is like, what the hell? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> father! Um, but, Sorry. you know. <laughs> uh, um, so it's nice and flexible. those moments, though. Like, oh, oh totally. Totally amazing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think older music is important to reference, too, because uh, everything is cyclical and art, I, you know, art is an ever changing beast. And so you can take something that was really strong on its own and give it some new wings. And like, you know, it pull. And also I pull from so many things. Typically in a session, I'll reference like four songs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I love the drums from this. This has amazing chords. Maybe we change the key. This is like the vibe that I want production wise. You know, I just, so. It's like it, a uh, musical cake. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Let me ask you a question. I'm always very curious. Do you remember the very first piece of music that you yourself purchased? I remember a distinct, um, I mean, my sister, so my parents got divorced when I was pretty young and my dad like lived in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, so I had a CD player. And um, this was before, like, we didn't, we had a, a home computer, but it wasn't like, you know, I couldn't like plug in my iPod or anything. Sure. It was like, I just had these CDs. Yeah. Um, and my sister would burn me mixtapes, but she would actually pirate the music. So it was very, it'd be like in the middle of like, it's gonna be May. No, she'd be like, it's gonna be May. And then it'd be like, DJ Cheese or like whatever the fuck it was, you know? So that was oh like how God. I remember music. Yeah, uh, but it takes me back. Yeah. A piece that stands out to me significantly was um, I found and I, I was like with my mom and I was like, mom, please, please. I think I was like 14 or 15 at the time. And I found um, Amy Winehouse, Lioness, Hidden Treasures on vinyl. And I didn't even have a record player yet. <laughs> I was like, mom, please, I need this. I just need the vinyl. And then um, when I finally did get a record player, I would literally, I had a light that I could flick on it broke which is so shitty because it was so cool but mm. you flick it on and it makes this your ceiling look like a pool Aww. like the reflections of a pool and I would just lay on my back I went through some pretty heavy shit um in my teens sounds like it and I would just I would lay on my back and just like listen to Amy and look at the reflections of the pool and it was so that I remember that was like a really special piece for me to have um that like changed my life and really gave me a lot of comfort in um that time it's really so. cool how music can do that and now you have a chance to make music that can do that for somebody else too hopefully i mean actually i think um if i could play it and like do i have time for two more songs to play we can obviously like if we shut up you know, change them. <laughs> but, yeah if we if we, we need to just like talking. no yes, we can, girl we need to just like facetime <laughs> we can totally do two more amazing okay so this song is um, provided me a lot of comfort in a super confusing time. Um, COVID had just happened and I moved back home, as I had said. Mm -hmm. And um, my relationship that I was in at the time, like it already was strained, but the thing that was keeping us together was sex, mm. honestly. Was like, you know, the physical need for each other yeah. and that connection. It wasn't healthy emotionally, but the sex was great. And I feel like that's sometimes how it is. <laughs> um, but yeah. that like, then all of a sudden we're across the country. He had to move back home. I had to move back home. And it was, we were just kind of forced to break up. We broke up over text, which was the first time that has ever happened to me. Oh, and um, it was, yeah, I just, I would go out into my backyard and this lyric is in heavenly. Cause I, I would go and I would lay in the backyard and I would throw the ball for our dog Cooper. Mm -hmm. And I would just like, I felt like I had so much sadness mm -hmm. and like kind of, it was whiplash and it was grief mm -hmm. because of, you know, I, you know, I lost a few people to COVID in during COVID, but also it was like, I lost my life. I had built a life for myself in New York. And then all of a sudden it's like evaporated. And, yeah. and I was so, I was so confused. And um, this song, I, I was sitting in my room and I wasn't even, this particular day, I wasn't even that sad, but I was missing what I had and I was missing the life that I had, but I also was like getting to this level of like, yes, I'm sad and I'm, it's freezing out here, you know, <laughs> emotionally, it's freezing, but I can't, I, I can't fight the end. The end is here and I can't fight it. I just have to like figure out what's next, but I would lay on the ground while throwing the ball for the dog and just like 
sob. Just being like, I can fill the whole sky with how sad I am. I could just sob it into the sky and maybe then that's like somewhere to put it. Um, and so this song came from that time. And then I, I'm like, damn, we were really just expected to like bounce back <laughs> from all that uh, shit. That's another conversation. So let's just, <laughs> what is the name um, of this song? This song is called Goodbye Forever. Um, and I wrote it completely by myself in my room. And it was like, after I had finished the first part, mm -hmm. I sat with it for a while. I put it on Twitter, like a video of it on Twitter. And um, a lot of people were connecting with it. And then I think that I finished it the next day, but like sometimes, and I remember that first day, like sometimes if I am just writing, 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 and then I finally articulate myself mm -hmm. in the right way, I just burst into tears because it's like such a relief to be like, I understand now what I'm feeling. I understand what I'm trying to say. So mm -hmm. this was one of those moments. Um, and yeah, Should I just, I'll just get into it, I guess. Yeah, goodbye forever. Here's Mary. <laughs> goodbye forever. Not for us. We can, we can say goodbye never. It's too late Now I'll never see your face again Don't matter how much I contemplate Calling you, I know it's useless to fight the end But I remember how I remember how I felt the moment we met Thinking of it now Thinking of it now I kissed you and you kissed back Goodbye forever I know, I know, I know I'd rather be together but you can't get close, you know, I fold under pressure I tried to do it right, you deserve better Goodbye forever fight the end I see it crystal clear I see it crystal clear we're different from who we were don't take it insincere I'm never insincere I have to come back to earth goodbye forever I know I know I know I'd rather be together can't get close, you know, I fold under pressure. I tried to do it right, you deserve better. So goodbye. All of the movies we won't watch. God, I miss you when the lights are off. All of the walks that we so happy could have died that day heavenly bodies fall back to earth my mother says you are a lesson learned it's killing me now to say goodbye don't say goodbye don't say goodbye forever 
So that's goodbye forever. Oh, that made me no, sad. That made me sad. I think you know a lot of us kind of went through those like transformative situations. I I was at, at the time I was in a long distance relationship and you couldn't fly, you couldn't oh. see each other. I mean, and, and eventually mm -hmm. it fizzled out too. But it kind of takes you back to that place where you're like, oh, that really sucks. <laughs> that wouldn't have happened had yeah. this not happened. But hey, this happened, and because this yeah. happened, all these other things happened. Totally. And, and yeah. just accepting it, I think, was something I had done when we were close to each other. We had almost broken up like a couple times. Um, and I, I remember distinctly, like, I tried to break up with him. And then I ran out to the bus stop where he was waiting. And oh. I was like, no, I don't want us to be broken up. Like, I would not accept the yeah. fucking end. I would, I would not be like, yes, this is the end. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for you your know, time. I was like... <laughs> Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Please leave a review on Yelp. Uh, really helps us out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't accepting it. And then, you know, things happened the way that they happened. And I'm really grateful to be on yeah. the other end of it. And also know now that, you know, I can um, kind of stomach these really hard things, but. Um, well, I noticed one of the lyrics in that song was about heavenly bodies. And now here we fast forward to post pandemic life's back. You've been touring Europe. You've been doing all the things. And just last mm -hmm. week you released a new song called heavenly bodies. Yes. And um, it's about a different toxic oh, relationship. Else I can relate to. <laughs> so I'm killing it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I guess this is, uh, you know, Heavenly Bodies is out everywhere now. Um, it's a big, colorful explosion of the feeling of yearning, you know, to me, at least. Um, and I was in a relationship in high school with a girl that we were like really close <laughs> friends. And then it kind of, you know, the first time I didn't really notice the pattern, but, you know, her and her boyfriend would get in like a fight and then we would uh -oh. like hook up. And I, I had feelings mm -hmm. develop and, um, I think those situations are complicated. You know, I, I don't agree with the way that sh she kind of had handled herself. I also don't agree with the way that I oh, handled myself back, because I, I wasn't as, but when you're of course, it, like, yeah. you're just reacting on feelings. Yeah. Oh yeah. And when you're, you know, when you're like 16, 17 yeah. and you think that you're in love with somebody and then, you know, I'm also, I'm kind of, I run a little jealous as a person. So, <laughs> so I, uh, yeah. So <laughs> Virgo. Well, my Venus is in Leo. I'm so I'm like, yeah. love me big or go home, bitch. In or out. And, uh, I wasn't being loved big. I wasn't being loved big. Um, I was being loved half assed. So, um, yeah. And heavenly bodies, we, my buddy Bruce and I, like, I think it was our second session and I was in Montana and we just wrote something like really special and it held up for two years. Uh, we kept coming back to it. And now I can't believe it's your it's musical in the world. baby. It, you know, my musical baby and soon to be my visual baby, um, which is so exciting. Oh my gosh, Sam. Um, I'll send you some, I'll send you oh, some yeah. stuff. It'll be cool. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll just play it acoustically. If you could stream it, that'd be great. Thanks so much, everybody. Um, this is a special song. Yeah. Thank you, Jana. Actually, I'm gonna slow it down. I think this is gonna be beautiful slowed down and give it a different perspective. Everything around me is changing and I search for an adventure and something divine. I pull on the same t-shirt for the hundredth time. I lay out in the backyard, fall into the sky, reflecting the screen and I'm kicking and screaming. You never call, swear that I'm bleeding, but I'm only dreaming. You got it all, you live in Venus. I really mean this. Don't tell me that you need space between our heavenly bodies. I feel the sun If I could be anybody I'd be the one 
This was like a total pleasure. I had so much fun the whole time. It flew. Way it too flew fast, by. usually. You get to hang out, enjoy great yeah. music, get to know someone a little bit better and sip on some lovely wine at the same time, too. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. But what you guys can do yeah. if you're either new to the music or not, just go support Heavenly Bodies. Go support Mirrors on all of our socials and just cut, they keep the music coming. I like, I know there's so many exciting things coming up for you. And I know you're going to be in Orlando soon. Mm-hmm. So jealous, yay, for me. Uh, we can connect in person. Yeah, what are your that. plans coming up for the rest of the year or 23? Is there going to be more touring, more things, more music? I, I hope I'm on tour. You know, there's some things in the pipeline, but we'll see mm-hmm. if they come to fruition in that sense. Um, nothing is happening until it's happened already. That's <laughs> what I've learned in this industry. Um, and so, yeah, I think um, the biggest thing that I am so excited about because we're in an edit day today and we were editing today is... Um, getting this music video out and having kind of the introductory visual piece to the short film that we're trying to make. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, I've, I've just been elated seeing the reaction to just the song. Um, and I've been laughing my ass off going through the playlist <laughs> yeah. that people put it on. <laughs> so, you know, I think the next year I really want to go on tour because I want to be putting this live show together and really like Mm -hmm. ironing it out. And then we have a pretty, uh, we have a pretty consistent rollout of music for like uh, the next year. So, so what is the best way to keep up with, uh, with you and what you're going to be doing? Definitely Instagram. You know, I'm on TikTok. I love TikTok. So probably TikTok too, but Instagram is, uh, you know, I love the, the photo apps. I like the video apps too. And I know that Instagram is kind of transitioning. That makes total sense. Exactly. And you know, I I love TikTok. I have a lot of fun on. I love to shit post on TikTok, but Instagram is definitely where I keep everything very like, here's what I'm doing. And this is coming out here. And this is, you know, all that kind of stuff. So 
Yeah. Well, thank you to everybody who tuned in tonight. Thank, thank you, you so much. Uh, for enjoying the Jam Happy Hour with us with Maris. I know we have a lot more exciting things coming up. Yes. Fastest hour ever. So thank you thank so you. much. And uh, you guys uh, go support Maris <laughs> where you can enjoy your favorite Jam Happy Hour wines. Good night. Good night.